Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome to the show, everyone. Hope you are having a great day, and I hope you are not in too, too cold of weather. Uh, Well, here we go. What am I going to say? I'm going to say a special shout out to Yoshiko Dart. Yoshiko, can you believe next year is the 30th anniversary of the signing of the ADA? And uh, to all of my listeners, I am right now looking at this shadow box with a copy of the original ADA. Right here, original ADA with one of the pens that President Bush distributed with the ticket to go that day and with notes from Commissioner Evan Kemp, some notes about what he was going to say that day. And this was given to me by his wife. And it is such a treasure to me. But Yoshiko, you know who's in that picture? Justin Dart right up on that platform with President Bush. So, next year, 30th anniversary. Hey, everyone, 30th anniversary. Let's get that needle moved to employment. How can it be that 70% of Americans with disabilities are still not counted in the workforce when next year is the 30th anniversary? This has to be a big, big year, so we see that needle moving up. And Ireland, I, you know, I don't know, Ireland, yeah, I have 17 countries, and I'm looking at the data right now as I'm speaking to you. Although right behind you is Australia, you are still double the amount now. As I've said on every show, I don't know what's going on in Ireland, but it's great. Whatever it is, whoever you disability rights leaders are, keep it up. I'm so proud of you. And certainly, our lead sponsor, Highmark, thank you so much for being the lead sponsor of this show. And for the first few months of the year, AudioEye. AudioEye is a great source with a software product for digital accessibility. Hi, Mark. You're just the high mark for other companies to follow. Well, today I have three of my favorite people. Who could they be? They are people working for Bender Consulting Services that I am so proud. I always say... I'm so lucky. I have the greatest staff in the world. And with us today is Gerald Homey, the product manager of Careers to Be program, Leanne Thomas, the account manager, and Jenny Homey. Oh, I'm sorry. Jenny used to work for me, but she's still part of our family. Jenny now works as an associate business systems analyst for HM Health Solutions. Hey, everyone, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Thank you for having us, Joyce. Okay, well, Gerald, I'm actually starting with you. And no, you're not going to be talking about music, which I know you love to talk about so much. But would you mind sharing with our listeners how you became involved in the disability community? Sure. So I've been involved in the disability community from the outside perspective from a young age because my father is blind. Uh, so he, I grew up with the privilege of my father working as a, a primary bread earner for our family. Uh, he worked actually at Highmark uh, as a developer. Uh, he was the very first person that you, Joyce, placed into a job with a disability. So I got to grow up thinking that was normal for my you know, blind dad to be the person who worked. My mom stayed home, care of the kids. My dad got on the bus just like everyone else, uh, went into downtown because he wants to drive into downtown uh, just like everyone else. And went to work and came home. And it wasn't until, you know, when I got older and I started to see 
uh, that people treated my dad differently because he was blind, that, you know, that there was something different there and that you know, that was something special and unique because of, uh, you know, he had overcome stigma to gain that job. Um, and then not long after that, I ended up realizing that I myself was a member of the disability community. I have uh, learning disabilities. I have dyslexia and dysgraphia. Um, and I was diagnosed in the fourth grade um, when my handwriting started becoming really bad. And uh, basically, it was when they started teaching cursive, and I had to completely rewire the way that I wrote. All of a sudden, I couldn't complete my writing assignments. It would be so illegible that I would spend literally hours at home trying to rewrite the same sentences over and over and over again just to get them to a point where uh, I wouldn't be uh, docked points off of my uh, grades um, because of poor handwriting. And literally I went from a straight-A student to barely um, passing or in some cases failing my classes just due to my handwriting. Um, and uh, it took a while to get the diagnosis to figure out what was happening. And then it took a lot longer to get people to understand that that diagnosis was something legitimate and that they needed to accommodate it to, to, uh, to, to work with that as it, was, as it is a, a learning disability. So still something that uh, you know, I advocate for. So you know, not many people are aware of what dysgraphia is. So still uh, you know, working in that. But then got the chance to uh, start working in the disability community by working at, the, at Bender and be involved in impacting positive change to help people like me get great jobs. Wow, and what a great addition, Gerald, that you have been. What a great addition. And you know... Obviously, I just told you about Ireland and Australia, not to mention the United States, but we have listeners throughout the world that I'm sure have never heard of careers number two B. Would you mind telling everyone what careers to be is? What is that program? Yeah, so it's a competency-based workforce development program that you know was originally founded with a combination of Bender Consulting Services and Bear Corporation, and that's why it's the numbers, the number two letter B. I love this program because the name is a pun because the two Bs are were Bear and Bender when it was set up. Um, but it is a program that was kicked off in. 2007, and it addresses the lack of a professional experience barrier to gaining employment. Everybody has heard of this before. You go to apply for a job, and all these positions you're applying for require experience. Or you interview somewhere, and you've just gotten out of school, and they, you find out, I didn't get picked because I don't have experience. You can't get a job unless you have work experience. Well, how are you supposed to get work experience if no one will hire you? So this problem exists, this catch-22 for everybody, but it hits the disability community even harder because of the stigma that's out there against individuals with disabilities. So in 2007, we partnered with Bear to figure out how to overcome uh, this barrier, and uh, we created this program for one-year contract positions where the company that we work with would hire somebody without work experience into a full-time contract position. Uh, they would work for Bender on-site at the company for a year, be able to develop skills, competencies, and you know, gain experience working in a corporate setting that is so valuable to starting your career. And then, at the end of that contract, that company uh, has the opportunity to bring that person into a permanent position, which often happens because they've invested time, resources, and, you know, training in this person, and this person is a great employee for them, so, of course, they want to keep them on uh, as a great, you know, addition to their team, 
But if that's not something that's an option to that organization, we then heavily promote that candidate to the business community with this year of valuable experience that they've gained. Um, We now do this with a ton of different companies um, in the Pittsburgh region and throughout the U.S. with, you know, Bayer, Covestro, Highmark, MedExpress, Nova Chemicals, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee, uh, FedEx Ground, Gateway Health, uh, just to name a few. And uh, you just celebrated last year over 100 people in this program moving into permanent roles at the end of their uh, you know, this program. So we've had 100 participants go through this, and well over 95% of them have moved into these permanent roles. So it's, we've seen a huge positive impact on the entry-level workforce of individuals with disabilities from this. Yeah, and that is so awesome because just as Gerald said, before we started this, and still today, you know, we have to explain this to companies, I will go to someone and I will say, yes, we have these great candidates, and they will say, oh, do they have experience? And as Gerald said, how do you get experience if no one will open the door? Um, and how would people with disabilities have experience if they have doubled the unemployment rate of the non-disabled and if 70% are not even counted in the workforce? So this just is so awesome because it breaks down that barrier. And Leanne, Thomas, you are just the great account manager that keeps me in line here at Bender. Um, but you've known me for a long time. How about if you tell our listeners how you first became involved working with Bender? Thank you, Joyce. I appreciate the opportunity. So I am coming up on six years of working with Bender Consulting Services, which has been my privilege. But before that, I actually worked for the DuPont Company and Computer Sciences Corporation. So when I transitioned from DuPont to what they called CSC back then, which is now DXC Technology, uh, in 1998, so that's a really long time ago, um, we reached out to Joyce and Bender because we wanted the best candidates. So we we didn't want to leave any group out. So we reached out to Joyce to say, we want to start hiring people with disabilities. So back in 1998, they needed somebody who would be a liaison. So I picked up that role to work between our hiring managers when I was at CSC and then with Bender and finding the right candidates for the, for the right fit. Because remember, this is a business need here. Companies want the best candidates. And you can't leave a group of workforce out there and not include them. So we worked with each of the hiring managers. We started in Delaware. Then we worked through Texas, the Washington, D.C. area, across the U.S. We started out with some groups maybe hiring for the first year. But one year we actually hired 60 people through this partnership. And this partnership still goes on today, which just shows you how much it means and what value our candidates bring to a company. And they do hire them as contractors or they'll do direct hire, convert them later. So we've had great success through the years. And then when I retired from CSC, I came to work for Deweese because this was something I loved doing at CSC and wanted to continue not only that partnership but have that opportunity to work with other companies. And we are so lucky to have you. And I still remember, this is when Leanne worked for computer science. uh, And Leanne was in operations and then human resources. I remember when Leanne called me and said, are you ready to go national? Uh, Because we started working just in Delaware uh, and Pittsburgh. And all of a sudden, there we go, all across the United States and then all the way to Canada. Um, And if it weren't for Leanne, that partnership would not have taken off like that. Leanne, I was thinking about the other day, GIS, right? Yes, that, that was one called? of the first groups. When, um, that was one of the first groups with uh, Russ Owen, if you remember yeah. Russ from way back, um, yeah. where we started this whole program, um, and we it just has grown from there. And every leader, I can say, has been very supportive of this, of this 
And what I found is the managers that I've worked with through the years and still continue to keep in touch with, even though I'm over with Bender, they just love the program. They have had oh. such great success and great people that came from Bender working for them um, that have such loyalty to the company and provide such great skills and perspective. Yes, because remember, at Bender Consulting, our main heart and soul of Bender is talent programs. In other words, working with companies and agencies and recruiting for them so they can hire people with disabilities across the United States in IT, finance, engineering, human resources, procurement, all across the board, all different business disciplines. And from a public sector perspective, we work with the National Security Agency and the Department of Defense. So any company listening to the show wanting to hire a person with a disability should contact Bender Consulting at BenderConsult.com. And anyone listening to the show with a disability seeking employment, make sure you contact us right away at BenderConsult.com. Now, we have an example of a success story from the Careers to Be program, who is a wonderful person, uh, Jenny Homey, who is an Associate Business Systems Analyst at HM Health Solutions, which is Highmark. Uh, so, Jenny, you participated in this program at Highmark, and now you're in this uh permanent role at Highmark. What did this Careers to Be program mean to you? Yeah, and um, first of all, thanks, Joyce, for having me. I'm so glad to be able to share my experience. Um, And, you know, with with Gerald's perspective on growing up, for anyone listening, wondering, um, hey, they have the same last name we do. Gerald's my older brother. But um, for me, Careers to Be was such an amazing experience. Um, and, you know, when going through college, I had a lot of struggles specifically uh, pertaining to my disability. And, you know, a lot of things in college didn't go as planned, I guess is a good way to put it, because, um, you know, uh, my disability, you know, I let it hold me back. And I think that's the, the key. You know, it wasn't that I wasn't able. It's that I let it, you know, uh, affect me in college. So Careers to Be has really kind of given me a new perspective on everything. And I think, you know, sitting here now after transitioning, looking back at the entire experience, the personal growth that I had because of the Careers to Be program is outstanding. Um, And, you know, Joyce, something you always say is competitive jobs mean freedom. And it's so true because... You know, I feel so much more free in my my life now because I'm able to contribute. I'm able to work and do all of these things that I always wanted to do, um, but I let myself be held back because of my disability. Um, So, you know, within Crispy, I think the, the biggest thing is, you know, you're given that ability to perform your what you do best. You're now able to walk into a role and not have this feeling that other people are going to hold you back because of your disability. You're working for a company that includes individuals with disabilities in the workforce, encourages, you know, people of all different backgrounds to come together and work together and being a part of a program that embraced that allowed me to do things I never thought I would do. It allowed me to go see the right doctors that I needed to see and, you know, a ton of other things that I probably wouldn't have done without this experience. Right, because employment gives you a sense of dignity and respect. I always tell people the number one question you are asked is, what is your name? Number two, what do you do? And it's a sad day when that day is always nothing, unemployed. When you have that job, as Jenny, you know, was talking about, it just changes Everything, everything, all parts of your life, not just financial, but that dignity, that self-esteem, social, new friends, the ability to do things, it just changes everything. And people with disabilities are so 
appreciative to gain that opportunity to work. I always tell customers, you hire a person with a disability and you will see that return on investment. Jenny, now that you're working at uh, HM or Highmark Health Solutions, can you talk a little bit about the work you've done in a very hot topic area today, which is digital accessibility? Yeah, love to. Um, so, you know, digital accessibility, as you said, it's definitely hot topic. Um, you know, the whole basis of the work is inclusion, but in the digital space. So ensuring that, you know, digital content, websites, applications, documents, whatever it might be, if you're using it on a computer, making sure that everyone has equal access to the same information, can perform the same functions, pretty much, you know, it's all about equality, being able to make sure that everyone can do the same things. Um, so within you know the realm of what I'm doing, I've been working on kind of an internal initiative here um, focused on trying to assess our websites for accessibility. Um, and then once we assess those, making sure that we are um, helping out developers, helping out t- you know BAs, team managers, whoever it might be to um, move the needle, get it, to where it needs to be to become accessible. Um, so, you know, my role in this, I've been um, more long, you know, in the business analyst perspective, uh, but also acting as the subject matter expert. As Gerald mentioned earlier, um, our father is blind, so everything I know about digital accessibility, I learned um, working with him. Um, so at this point, you know, I'm kind of the subject matter expert internally about um, digital accessibility, and I've been you know, having lots of conversations with developers, looking at websites, assessing them, um, helping our team of digital accessibility testers assess them, and really just trying to make impactful change in the digital space for everyone. Yeah, and it is, again, you know, I'll never forget this. I'll never forget when I heard Eve Hill at the Department of Justice several years ago when she was speaking at the White House panel on accessibility, and she said, if you want to hire people with disabilities, if you don't have an accessible site, website, homepage, how the heck are you going to hire someone with a disability if they can't walk through that door? And that is so true because years ago, you know, people with disabilities could not go into a building, uh, you know, no accessibility, can't get on a bus, uh, can't get a home on their own. You know, we don't have, didn't have closed captioning. Now, you know, we have all of these things. But going into a building, being able to get into a building and apply for the job is the same thing as getting into a building, but now it's online. Online application. Yeah, Yeah, that's, that's kind of the big push there is, you know, with being the digital space now, our world is online. Um, so that's really the push with digital accessibility. It's everything that we try to make in the physical world accessible. It also has to be digital because our worlds are digital now. Yes, they are. Well, Gerald, careers to be. How, how do you feel that that program develops competencies for careers to be participants? Well, we do it at a, at a couple different phases. So the first phase of our competency development uh, in the Career Speed Program is utilizing our workplace uh, mentoring program that we do here at Bender. And uh, during the entire time somebody is on contract at uh, the Careers to Be company that's uh, you know hosting that employee. Um, we provide mentoring to that person where we touch base with them on a regular basis to talk about what they're doing at work, to talk about what they're learning, what skills they're developing, to provide insight and advice on what's happening from a corporate standpoint, and really pull, put them under our, we, our wing and really provide uh, comprehensive mentorship so that person has you know, somebody in their corner to help them develop and grow in their first corporate experience. Experience um, and somebody with experience to to learn from that. 
And uh, in addition to that, uh, one of our team members here uh, also maintains contact with that person's uh, supervisor on site at the company. So whoever is working with that person, managing them, to make sure that everything is going well from their end, to make sure that they have everything set up that you know, it's going well for, um, you know, the accommodations are working, that if they have a question about how to, you know, provide the best, most comprehensive uh, accommodations for an employee, that they do that to make sure if there's something that, you know, they just want to bounce off us to help this employee develop, we can, you know, work together as a, as a team to bring that employee into a great development. And we also have a, a tool that we use to help develop through this process called, um, you know, a competency profile that we use to, you know, assess where how comp- different, different competencies of that job, how that candidate is growing in those skills as they're, you know, continuing through that experience. And then another part of the Careers to Be program, this second phase that I'm referring to is the career capture phase, where at the end of that program, this person is using these skills to secure a permanent position, whether that be within the organization they're on contract with or another. So we help that uh, person develop their resume and uh, build out a great detailed description of what they've done at their current role in a way that employers will, you know, see that content on their resume and want to take action to interview them. Um, We help them in identifying organizations that they should be applying to for positions and what types of jobs they should be applying to in the open market, Um, marketing them for career opportunities to help them secure a full-time position at the end to make sure that there is that continued growth at the end of the careers program to move into a long-term career opportunity because that's the beauty of this program is this is a way for the private sector to you know inject people with disabilities into the workforce we're always talking about in stem where are we going to find people to hire there are people with disabilities and they're not being considered and this is a way for someone to gain great experience and to be injected into that STEM workforce to develop that labor pool by giving them the opportunity to start their career. Wow. And I mean, it's what we do here at Bender. Remember, folks, we're a for-profit company. You know why? No pity. People with disabilities don't need pity. They need paychecks. So we come out of the private sector, but we not only want to find employment for people with disabilities, we want them to have a successful career. But right now, oh, it's time for our news break, Advocacy Matters, with Perry Jude Radisig from the Pennsylvania Disability Rights. Perry, how are you today? Hey, Joyce, I'm fine. We got a lot of snow here in Harrisburg, but... Uh... But we're doing fine, and good afternoon. Uh, appreciate the opportunity. Oh, we want some, I want some of that snow. I'm the only <laughs> one here in Pittsburgh that wants it, but I want some of that snow. But go ahead. Well, uh, Joyce, today on Advocacy Matters, uh, now that Congress is back, uh, they've settled the issues at least temporarily over the shutdown. Congress is back in full force. And today, the United States House of Representatives the Committee on the Judiciary, held a hearing on H.R. 1. H.R. 1, the title is called For the People Act of 2019. So what does this have to do with people with disabilities? Well, a lot. The For the People Act of 2019 is split into three sections. It's a very big, complex package with 33 titles. It's a very large piece of legislation. So it deals with campaign finance reform, election security, lobbying, ethics, and voting. And we know how important voting is to us as people with disabilities. So today, again, the Judiciary Committee of the House of Representatives held its first hearing on H.R. 1. 
So as this bill moves through the U.S. House of Representatives, disability advocates should be paying close attention to the civil rights sections of the legislation under this voting section of the bill. So what's in this voting section of this very large piece of legislation? So I'll talk about just a few of them. One, it requires states to institute online Internet voter registration and allow an individual to update their voter registration online. So, Joyce, here in Pennsylvania, we have online voter registration, and I can update my voter registration online if I move. And it's very convenient, and it is accessible. But not every state has online Internet voter registration. So this bill would require states to institute online voter registration. One of the other things it would do is it would require states to establish and operate a system of automatic voter registration to allow qualified voters, qualified individuals, to vote in federal elections. That means you automatically are registered to vote in federal elections, and if you don't, you have to opt out of being a registered voter. That's brand new. You're automatically eligible to vote in federal elections. You have to opt out if you do not want to vote in federal elections. Something else, it permits an individual who's registered to vote for federal elections to show up on election day at a polling place that they thought was their polling place and update their address if maybe they forgot to update their address correct their information, and cast a ballot. Now, it used to be that was called a provisional ballot, but not anymore. That's treated as a regular ballot, just like everybody else, and then, the, and then their county election official has to update that record. It also permits any individual to register to vote on election day. So if for some reason you weren't able to register to vote, you were able to register to vote on a federal election day. Now, it also creates a pilot program to enable individuals with disabilities to register and vote privately and independently at their home. So it's a pilot program, but it's going to create a pilot program to test out assistive technology to allow individuals with disabilities to register and vote privately and, and independently at home. Wow, this would it, be awesome. Now, what do it, our it, listeners need to do here, Perry? Well, uh, so what they need to do is just to hang on. There's nothing to do right now. It's just a piece of legislation, and all it had was a hearing today. So as it makes its way through Congress... Bills get amended, so right now we're just asking your listeners to pay attention. This is just the beginning of a path forward to look for solutions, but what's important is that today it began a conversation about the identification and proposed solutions to voting barriers for persons with disabilities. Wow, and of course, you will keep us up, up to date on when we do need to do something. Absolutely. Well, Perry, thank you so much. How about giving everyone your website? Yes, thank you, Joyce. It's www.disabilityrightspa.org. That's disabilityrightspa.org and Advocacy Matters. Advocacy does matter. Thanks, Perry. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. Hey, thanks, Joyce. Take care. You know, I'm so glad we started this. Actually, the first person that ever thought of this was Mary Brocker, my chief operating officer, saying, wouldn't it be great if every week you could have some group call in 
and give an update. And I did talk to different people, but, you know, I'm on the board of the Disability Rights of Pennsylvania, and right away they were so interested. And now the Executive Director Perry has been doing this every week, and we do this, folks, to keep you up to date, like a news, like a CNN headline, what's going on in the United States that impacts people with disabilities. And I really think this is so important. Uh, What do you think about it, Jenny? Oh, I love it. I think that's going to be such a huge help. Voting is so important. So anything that can assist in that process, make sure that people can go out and vote, all for it. Yeah, me too. I am all for it too. Um, Okay, so Leanne, as an account manager at Bender, and you work with a new corporation, what impact does it have on the company when they hire a person with a disability? So let me first, you know, uh, give a little bit of information about just working with a company. So I work with a lot of new companies as well as new hiring managers within a company that we're already working with. And, and to be honest, they're very nervous. And part of that is, as you talk about, Joyce, not having the education. So a lot of times when they talk to me, they'll say, hey, you know, Leanne, I've, you know, I've never worked with someone or had someone work for me that has a disability. Or, you know, what do I do in this situation or that situation? So a lot of times the first conversation is just talking to them and helping answer their questions so they feel comfortable and then also helping them understand that we are a resource with all the years of experience that we have. Anything that comes up, reach out to us. We will work with them through anything that comes up, and there's been lots of different questions that have come our way, but we are a resource to help them through this process. Also, as you said, Joyce, people want paychecks, not pity. So because of Gerald's team, the the recruitment team, and the great effort they do in finding the right candidates for positions, that helps the company understand we're looking for, we understand the company, we're understanding not only the skills that they're looking for, but also the culture that the person will be going into so that we provide them great candidates as they go through their process because they're going to go through the process of interviewing the person, looking at their resume, just like they would any candidate that's sent to them, so that they they feel that comfort level of doing that. Then what we found is when they bring somebody on board, as Gerald mentioned, we do keep in touch with the hiring manager. How are things going? Do you have any questions? You know, they can reach out to us any time, as well as the uh, employee, that gives another level of comfort of working together. So what we found is after the person's been brought on board, I get great feedback. Oh, this person is great. You know, they have great energy. They're doing extremely well with the group, learning the information for the position. And what happens is success breeds success. So when this person does well, then that manager talks to another manager. Well, I can tell you honestly, having worked in HR for nine years before I came to work for Bender, managers do not want to be left out of success. So when they hear that from another manager, what will happen is they will call me and say, hey, Leanne, I also have a position that I'd like you to send candidates for. Now, the original manager that we worked with, they also keep coming back. So we have those managers coming back all the time saying, here's another position, here's another position, and then they share that with other people. So what happens is it's a larger group. We get more people hired. Um, They come back to us, and success, as I said, breeds success. Because remember, this is a business proposition in order to meet business needs. This is not, you know, uh, for just a, you know, you just take somebody that has a disability This is a person that's there performing the job. And because of that, that helps with get rid of the stigma that's out there. And I can tell you the companies that we work with that have brought our people on board just love it and continue to work with us through the years, as you can see with different ones that have been on board for lots of years, Joyce. Right. Uh, Like Highmark, 
1995. I mean, CSC, not long after that, uh, Computer Sciences Corporation, Corporation, where I met Leanne, is now DXC Technologies. But you know, when Leanne was talking before about, you know, like someone works with us at a company, but then they go elsewhere and still work with us. It's like Leanne has a great network, and I know one of those companies, uh, LMI, hired someone in the CEO, Dave Zillette, who knows Leanne well, used to be at CSC, right, Leanne? Yeah, well, as you mentioned, Dweese, what's happened is when, when we have leaders that move to other companies, they reach out to us. It was a great program over here when I was at, say, CSC, and I'm now with this company, they reach out to us because they want to continue that, and that's a lot of how we've grown, um, and the word gets out there. So when people leave, they share this with others. Yeah, right. And, Jenny, one comment I wanted to make. I think that you can say from working at Highmark that it's not about pity, that everyone has a job, because we place many people there with disabilities that now work for Highmark, but treated equally with the same expectations as people without disabilities. Wouldn't you say that? Oh, I would say definitely true. It's not about disability. It's about truly what you're able to do (laughs) work-wise. You know, if you're able to complete the tasks, you're getting the tasks. (laughs) That's right. That's why uh, Tony Coelho has this quote I frequently use, which is, give us the right to be fired. And that's true. It is true. You know, we want a chance. People with disabilities, you know, I'm living with epilepsy, but there are millions of people out there that would give anything, people with disabilities would give anything to be employed. So, Gerald, talking about that, a person that is listening to the show with a disability saying, wow, this is amazing. How do they get involved? What do they do? All you have to do is go to our website, which is BenderConsult.com, go to the career section and submit a resume. And you can even indicate on there in the summary that you are interested in the careers to be program. So if you're sitting there thinking, and I really need to gain some work experience, this sounds like it's a good fit for me, go ahead and apply. And we get positions in the program in a variety of different types of jobs. It's not all just IT. So if you're outside of IT or maybe you only have an associate's degree, not a four-year degree, there are still positions in this program that can be a great fit for you. So go ahead, go to our website, apply, uh, and submit a resume to us. And you will go through an interviewing process. Once again, I was in executive search in my early career before I founded Bender Consulting Services in 1995. And it's the same process. You know, we don't just uh, place people with disabilities. We find people with disabilities that fit the search requirements at a company. And you go through an interviewing process and a reference check just like anyone else. Why I'm saying this, if you are a person with a disability listening to this show and you've been accustomed to people, oh, how can I say this, feeling sorry for you or treating this as a charity, uh, that's not it. You will be treated with dignity and respect because that's how we treat everyone at Bender consulting services. Leanne, um, how about a company? What if a business is listening to this show right now? What should they do? Well, they can go to our our website, as Gerald mentioned, BenderConsult.com, but you're also welcome to reach out to me, and I will give you my email address, and you can drop me an email, and I'd be happy to set up a call, go over services, any questions that you might have, and my email is lthomas.com at BenderConsult.com. You're also welcome to call our office, and they will also get them, get you in touch with me. And our office's number is area code 412-787-8567. So there's many ways you can reach out to us. We would love to have the opportunity to talk to you. And if you do contact us through the website, you know, Leanne will get right back to you. 
So we welcome everyone. Uh, our motto here is competitive jobs mean freedom, as Jenny said, because without employment, you will never, ever, ever be free in this country. I wanted to mention also that we have this great product, iDisability, which is a software product used on the learning management system, 35 modules, each module is 15 minutes, and this product teaches companies and employees how to work with and communicate to people with disabilities, and we're so excited. This product is really taking off. And you can contact Leanne about that also. And when Jenny was talking about digital accessibility, we also work in that area. Our group is called High Test. So if you're a company listening to the show today and you really, really need help, same thing. Go to our website and Leanne will get right back to you. So, Jenny, are there any parting words of encouragement that you would like to give to, let's say, young people with disabilities listening to the show that seem to encounter one barrier after the other? Yeah, I would say, you know, one thing is read one of the most recent blogs on the Bender website. It's all about self-advocacy and I think that the message within this is so important. And the thing that I would leave off is become your own self-advocate. Become the, the person who roots yourself on the most. You're going to hit barriers. It's going to happen. But you can break past them. Um, you know, for me, um, having a mental health-related disability, you're, you know, I was constantly told, you know, it, it doesn't count. It's not important. Get over it. Um, but here I am, you know, am I over my disability? No, because it is a disability. But I can break past pretty much any barrier someone's going to put in front of me because, um, you know, I'm now my own self-advocate and I will keep pushing forward. So that's what everyone else needs to do as well. Right. And Jenny, you know how you were saying, you know, you have a mental health disability and people... Uh, they don't understand it, and they'll say, come on, what's your problem? You know, they don't understand it. I read a great, great quote the other day, and this is it. Would you go up to someone with cancer and say, hey, just get over it? Same thing, folks. A mental health issue is a disability, and it is physical, It is physical. So, you know, don't go to someone with a mental health disability and say, hey, just get over it. Like me, I have epilepsy. Hey, just get over it. Quit making that mistake. Yeah. My my point is, you know, I wouldn't go up to my dad and say, hey, won't you just see already? Yeah, right. Yes, 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 that's (laughs) right. Yeah, that's right, Jenny. Um, How about you, Gerald? Do you have any last words to people listening to the show that have tried to work for years? I know you've met many people, candidates that had not worked for years that then we found employment and turned their life around. Do you have any last words for them? Yeah, and actually I wanted to share a success story as someone who went through that very same situation. And uh, we had a candidate who was searching for work for years. His name is Joseph Pabin. And we were able to place him after many years of searching for work at Highmark in a careers-to-be role. And he was able to use that to start his career. He has uh, a stutter and, you know, could not get past the interview because people wouldn't take him seriously during the interview. Finally got him into a great opportunity and he's been working at at HM's Health Solutions for years now and was just featured in an op-ed written by Ted Kennedy Jr. in the New York Times about how hiring people with disabilities is more profitable for your company. So, you know, just when you think, you know, things are not going in the direction you want, there is always hope. Keep fighting that fight. There is great opportunity out there for you. Keep pushing yourself every day. And 
uh, you'll you'll get there. Um, and Leanne, let me ask you one last question. What difference have you seen in the amount of hiring after a company hires one person, a business after they hire one person? I can tell you through my experience that um, one gets to two to three, it just doubles, it just keeps going, that people are just so excited about the quality of people that are brought on board that it just grows so much. So what I w- I'd like to say to companies, Joyce, is don't lose out on these great candidates. Why would you let other companies have these great candidates and you sit back and watch that happen? Oh, Leanne, that is such great advice. Yeah, you're right. Remember, folks, remember this. I hear companies say all the time, where? Where are we going to find talent? Where are we going to find it? Where will we find Right here. You may feel free to call us. As Leanne knows, we found employment for a young man here in Pittsburgh, a chemical engineer that should have, he had just graduated from Pitt. He should have been recruited, you know, months before that, but he has a disability. Well, guess what? He works here in Pittsburgh at Calgon, and he is phenomenal. So you know what I say? You missed out on that. You missed out on this person with STEM skills because you did not move forward. Well, Jenny, Gerald, Leanne, thank you so much for being on the show today and talking about careers to be. And I hope you all enjoyed the show. And please tell others to listen to this show, which is on demand. Please make sure you share it with others. Gerald, thank you. Thank you. Jenny? Thank you, Joyce. (laughs) And Leanne? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, I had to personally thank each one because they are all so awesome. So, folks, stay in touch. Next week on this show, Regina Hayward, Senior Vice President from Wells Fargo. Oh, what a rock star she is. And she's on the board of Disability Inn. She is phenomenal. Make sure you tell everyone about this show ahead of time. She is phenomenal. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.